welcome to Read This Be That. I'm Jackie Reed. I'm Joy Ann Reed. Girl, you got that look on your face. <laughs> you know, one thing I know about you is when people see you out, girl, they can you smile and you are one of the bubbliest, <laughs> happiest, sweetest people I know. But because I know you so well, <laughs> I know when you're stressed. I can see it. What's happening? I've been weary. <laughs> Well. And we from trying. <laughs> Girl, I'm tired. <laughs> it, it, it's Friday and I'm ready to just fall all the way out. I got, what, four more hours that I have to be, what, five more hours that I have to be awake and then I'm coming home and I'm going to pass all the way out. I'm tired. I'm just a I little... Know. I was reading this piece this morning about burnout. Yeah. And as real. I'm reading it, I realized it was describing me, like my life. I'm burned the hell out. Yeah. And you yeah. don't want to admit it because you want to feel like, you know, like when I was like even 10 years younger, I could do so much and keep going and going. I had this back to back to back to back schedule and I kind of thrived off of it. I really loved being always busy and having 10 projects. And I'm now I'm, I'm feeling my age, girl. I'm feeling my well, it's age. It's not just that. It's that when we're doing that, when we're so much younger in our 20s and 30s and so forth, we really we hear things like I'll sleep when I'm dead. I'm grinding. Yes. I'm on that grind. And we don't make, no, I'm going there. We don't make time for wellness. We don't think about, and those things are not just important as we get older. It's important when we're young to make time to not even just sleep, but to say, you know what? I'm going to take a day off and self-care. Yes, I'm going to go have a spa day. I'm going to go walk in the park and just take in the colors of the leaves and that like, we don't prioritize that stuff. We're grinding, 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 grinding. grinding. And when you're doing it for decades, Mm -hmm. the shit catches up. No, I mean, I never, I hardly ever took time off. Like when I was doing AM Joy, I rarely took time. If I took a day off, I felt like guilty, even if it was for a medical Oh, I know. You you know, right? I was never taking days off. And even when I took the time off and took myself to South Africa, because I didn't want to be in the United States for my birthday, I worked on that break. I worked. I did Global Citizen Festival. I turned it into a work trip. Like I, I'm such a a type A person. I can't even go to the beach. I was the type of person I would go to the beach and need my laptop there to start writing. I would need to like be working on writing a script or writing a something. Like I just don't know how to relax. And so now that I'm getting to the point where the burnout is catching up to me, I use that zombified look that you're seeing in my eyes. <laughs> That's what that is. That's called burnout. <laughs> I got it. I got it's it. Hard, well, it's you hard. know, I'm glad that you're working with Coach Jazz and she is helping you to kind of prioritize the wellness part. But it's yeah. so easy when we get really busy. What's the first thing we cross off the list is the wellness stuff, the working out that we stop eating well, we don't Ma'am. take care of ourselves. And that Ma'am. only makes you feel more burned out. It's funny because you say that. And today I had an early morning appointment. Jason and I had an appointment in DC. We got up, I woke up at five when I was supposed to get up at six and I couldn't get back to sleep. We got to the appointment. The person we had the appointment with was a little late and then the appointment ran long. And you know what got canceled today? Cousin Jackie, my jazz appointment, my, my exercise is what I gave yeah. up today. Because that appointment ran long and it's like the first, the only thing I could think, well, here's the thing I need to cross off. Right. You know, and Sean, my amazing assistant, Sean, well, she, she probably giving an amen right now. The first <laughs> thing I texted was I got to cancel jazz. And it's true that that should have been the thing I kept in. Right. Because that was the thing for my physical well-being. But I was like, no, I can cross that off and then I can do all these other 10 things, which one of them maybe should have been the thing to go. But that is yeah. that's what we do. We cross off the thing that's for ourselves. It's so true. It's so yeah. true. I mean, now I've got so many things going on, so many great things. Yes, and you busy, 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 busy. <laughs> and so I said, you know what? I'm going to You know, a couple of months ago, I said, you know what? I'm going to hire. I just want a trainer. I don't want a wellness coach. I don't want anything. I just need somebody who makes three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning. I am working out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I couldn't do it today because I'm on the road. We'll talk about yeah. that more about that. That's the other thing. Girl, you on the road and doing this. <laughs> on the road. I was like, I'm going to get to this hotel. And you were texting. No, I'm going to make it. <laughs> I'm going to get there. I'm going to do it. I mean, like that, that is the, that's the, the tick that we both have, right? We do. Yeah. But I'm here. You know what I mean? And my sister and I made the drive with the dogs. There's one dog here, another one over there. You see dog bowls and weebie pads. You know, we stopped halfway because we could have gone all the way to Atlanta, but we, we were like, you know what? Let's stop. When we finish doing this, we'll go get some wine. 
going to have yeah. some dinner. We're going to have a nice, relaxing evening on what would ordinarily be my date night. Tonight, my date is my sister. Um, <laughs> but I you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like making sure that I, I could, there are a million things that I could be writing and working on, mm-hmm. but I, we were like, nope. We're going to have us a nice evening. So we got to make time for that. So is that your wind down? Did I make that? That is your my wind down. My wind down <laughs> is that I'm form. I'm trying to like, this is the first year that I'm trying to do things like therapy and the jazz stuff and trying to like really focus on self-care, which I am very bad at, very bad yeah. at. Because yeah. I, I literally will run myself into the ground. And I guess that is my wind I down. know this. And you know, because I fuss at you. you had to I... live through it. <laughs> That's yes. Jackie. Okay. I, have, I have seen the results of it. And you oh, know, no, not only that, but can I just tell you that Cousin Jackie also has ordered me to not do things like Cousin Jackie has commandeered my daughter, <laughs> my <laughs> Hank, my Hank, and been like, you take those things off her schedule right now. Like they all know that she will cancel stuff. Je- Cousin Jackie will cancel things on my schedule that I did not know she was canceling. She would just do you it. Won't do it because <laughs> I hear it. I'll hear you say, girl, guess what? Such and such is having an event. Or you know what? I'm going to write another book. Or you know what? I'm going to do this or do that. Or I'm going to go. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, girl, you don't no. have time for that. I'm just no. saying it in my head. But you, and, then, and then two weeks later, if not two months later, it's like, girl, why did <laughs> why I do, I do that? that? Why did I do that? I'm like, I told you so. I told you. You suck. I get weary. <laughs> Hello, kid. The cat is over here trying to be involved. Hello. All right, girl. Give me your wind down. Tell us what you oh, got going on. Okay. I, you you told me your wind down was epic. So let me sit back, take a sip of my tea, and prepare myself. Go. <gasps> oh, yes. There's that. <laughs> I kind of have two, but I'm just going to do the one that I told you was epic. Because okay. Joanne and I, we were talking on the phone earlier this week, and we, we got to talking about just growing up and hair and just like one of those great conversations. And we were talking about how when we were both little, how we wanted to have longer hair, right? Like it just based on, you know, the, the media culture that was around us and what Charlie's we saying, Angels. Yeah, Charlie's Angels and all that stuff. In, in our brains, that was what you were supposed to have or what we want desire to have. So I was saying to her and she, what were you saying that was the way, what, what was it? What, what was it that you used to do? No, I was saying that we used to watch Charlie's Angels and everybody wanted to be Farrah. Nobody wanted to be the one with the like little short hair, the little sporty one. Everybody yeah. wanted to have the long Farrah hair. So yeah. we would so what we would do, my sister and I, we would put on these towels on our heads because we had short <laughs> hair. So we put towels on our heads, hey, with our long blonde hair. There was a towel and playing it's two of us, because it's two girls in the family playing. And it's just the third one just didn't exist. I mean, what happened is we'd have to fight over who was Farah, and my sister's older so she could be Farah. And then I had to be the other one. What was her name? Jacqueline? Who Jacqueline was, was the one with the, the brunette with the long With the brunette, hair. but she also had long hair. So we, we were there yeah. with some towels on our heads, honey, pretending like we were, we were Charlie's Angels. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and when you said that, I started laughing at myself and I started to tell you, but I said, nope, I'm going to save it for the it, podcast. Save it for the wind down. So when I was little, I I don't know, you know, my mother, you met my mom. My mom loves to dress. She always has fabulous clothes, you know, earrings, hair, just gorgeous. Um, so she had, I don't know why, because I never saw her wear it, but there was this piece of a wig that was long, straight hair, but it was like, you couldn't like put it on. It was like, uh, like it was like messed up, like part of it was cut off. So I, so girl, I took it and put it on my head and I got myself like a scully and put it on top. And I would just sit in the window <laughs> and toss my hair. I never went outside. I never went anywhere. <laughs> but I would just sit in the window and look out the window. Because if you saw the back, it was, it was you like, no, it was a lie. It was just here. It was the just truth was in the back. The lie was in the front. <laughs> the whole lie. The whole lie was up in front. And the truth was waiting on you in the back. <laughs> and I know people will walk by and say, who is that girl? Because that beautiful Jackie, and that's not her hair. And girl, I, you just, you could not tell me that I was not doing something, girl. Just tossing it and just sitting in the window, just looking out the window. <laughs> Look at me. You see me in this window with my hair, right? Let me toss it for you. 
<laughs> Not, tap, tap, can you tap. come outside? Hey. No, I cannot come outside. How you doing? <laughs> I'm gonna be right here. <laughs> uh-uh. I don't want to mess up my hair. <laughs> <laughs> and then God forbid somebody come behind me, so oh. I gotta turn around. It's like <laughs> <laughs> you gotta turn like this. You gotta turn like wide, where you don't really get them. They don't ever get the back. Don't give them it's the like, back. <laughs> we just what? keep giving them the side. <laughs> don't give them the back. <laughs> the back is the truth. <laughs> You hiding from the truth. You hiding. <laughs> and what we used to do is so true. You, we wanted that long hair so bad. Girl, there was a girl in my high school who was her father. I think her father must have been a Vietnam veteran because she was Vietnamese and black, and so she had long hair. And literally, she was popular just because of that in a black school. Like that is all she needed was that long draping hair, and everybody was like, "Oh, they thought she was just fabulous." She 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 rode that thing to the to the wheels fell off. Let she me rode tell that. you, those were the popular girls. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective, curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edutainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, Targeted electronic newsletter. Experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. Girl, we got some, we got some topics today. <laughs> yeah. So many things to talk about. Um, Kelly Price, R. Kelly, uh, LeBron James, and this ooh. whole vaccination thing. Where should we start? Should we start with your favorite topic, COVID and vaccines, and LeBron James? <laughs> My favorite topic. Well, I wasn't attacked by any hip hop artists this week, so I feel like I, I advanced. Uh, myself <laughs> no more unicorns no more unicorns i didn't have nobody attacking me for, well I, except for her so her stands are still kind of in and out of my uh in and out of my uh social media but yes lebron james finally got vaccinated i was very happy about that but there were yeah. some other prominent members of the nba who made a point to come out and say they're not vaccinated Yay. even though the nba has now said that if you yeah. live in a city that has vaccine mandates, you are not allowed to play in your home games if you are not vaccinated. So right. New York Knicks, anybody who plays in California, any place where there's a vaccine mandate, you're going to have to give up your opportunity to get in the playoffs because you're going to miss all these home games. You're going to miss games. And now they've said they're also going to deduct pay because if people are going to get to sit home in their mansions, and still get paid, that wouldn't be fair to the people who got vaccinated. So it would not be. There's a dividing. So Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets is another one who's not vaccinated as at the moment that we're recording this. And he's risking 400000 per game over his unwillingness to get vaccinated. Oh, and, and Washington not just that. Wizards star Bradley Beal 
mm-hmm. and Andrew Wiggins of the Golden State Warriors are also anti-vax. I don't know. I mean, would you consider LeBron an anti-vaxxer? He was very no. quiet about it. I don't think he's an anti-vaxxer. So what LeBron said, and I, and people, people, I did get attacked on Twitter for this, because I said, look, I'm proud of you, LeBron, for, for getting vaccinated. Because here's my thing. You can't tell people, get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. And then when they get vaccinated, yell at them because they took too long. Like, right. that's actually not a way to motivate people to get vaccinated. Counterproductive. It's counterproductive. He was reluctant. He was nervous about it. He says he, quote, did his research like they all say. But his research brought him to the point where he said, I'm going to do this for myself and my family. I'm like, that's good enough for me. He then went on to say he's not going to advocate that other people get it. Now, I, w- I wish he would advocate for it. But let me just tell you, I'm thankful that LeBron James, who's done so much in terms of advocating for police reform and for voting, did not find out um, the truth about COVID from the ICU. You know yeah, what I mean? Praise God we don't, on that. Praise right? God. I would rather people have their conversion alive and healthy and when they cannot pass it on to their teammates and still be an advocate for other things, then to die learning that COVID is real. So I, yes, I'm proud of him for, you want to do your research? Fine. But when you finish reading through it and you come to the conclusion that you're going to get vaccinated, yes, I'm going to praise you. And I'm sorry if that makes people mad. But Kyrie Irving think the world is flat. He, he has all these other conspiracy theories. Dude is not sure the world is round. So he, on the other hand, is on the other spectrum from, <laughs> from LeBron. Girl, you know, people about to send you uh, emojis of, of the world, of a flat world. A flat earth. <laughs> why, why do we have brothers out here saying, well, you know, I'm not really sure the world is round. <laughs> listen, we... And that, people girl, are listening whole, to him about vaccines? God. That's a whole other podcast. But to me, uh, <clears throat> you know, for LeBron to say he's not going to encourage people to do it, I wish he would, too. I wish I'm not one. You know me, girl. I I want to live and let live on this one. I wish people because I I don't want people to feel forced to do it, but I wish that pe- that they felt, you know what? I wish that they got the information that whatever they needed to change their minds, like what you and Melba were doing, you know, mm-hmm. at the restaurant, you talked about people who were fearful. They yes. had reservations for whatever reason, but they came there, they got information. I feel that there's a lot of like I, I don't believe in shaming people. I don't believe in forcing people, but, but, but I got the, I didn't want to get the vaccine. We've talked about this. You felt the same way early on, mm-hmm. you know, especially when Trump was in charge. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't trust what was happening with mm-hmm. that dude, but I knew it was what I had to do, not just for myself, but for the greater good. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't want to be a part of continuing this pandemic. And it is it is still out of control. Out it of doesn't control. even make headlines like it needs to. It's still it's still a pandemic. Yeah. And children are dying. And look, I'm, I'm a little different from you because I do believe in forcing people because here's the thing. Yeah. I don't care what people's opinions are about COVID, about the vaccines anymore. I don't care. I'm not interested in hearing your crack <laughs> crackpot theories. I don't want to hear that you think it's going to turn you into a magnet or you think it's, you know, got little trackers inside like anybody give a damn what you're doing every day and they're going to watch you go into the stove and they're going to track you going to the club. <laughs> Nobody wants to track you. You're really not that important. Really stop. I don't want to hear it. I would rather just have mandates and then you have this choice. Get the vaccine and keep your job or don't get the vaccine and find another job. I am for forcing people. Now, see, I'm fine we, with that. Yes. I'm fine with with you having to, to in order to go Make into a, a workplace, particularly yes. a healthcare facilities, right? A yes. hospital, things like that, thing, a nursing home. Yep. I feel like if you want to keep your job, yep. you can do it. But I don't feel like it should be you have to get it like you have to pay taxes. I think it should be you don't have to pay taxes. You don't pay taxes. You just go and go to jail. But that's so the reality saying. is there, there's that's, consequences. That's, that's forcing people, though. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's penalties for that. So if, if you I'm not I don't think that we're listen, I just I just don't believe that we should be forcing people to do it. But I do think mandates are fine. I don't mind mandates forcing for, people to say something. I mean, not really. It, it, you have so wait, a choice. It's if not you don't forcing you. Work, right. It's making you, you make a you, choice. You have a choice. Right. It's so making it's not, you make a, choice. a mandate in place says if you want to work here, you want to yes. go here, you want to do that. Yes. you got to get this vaccine. That's right. You have a choice not to do it. My issue is, because I want to be clear about this, if you choose not to get the vaccine, stay your ass at home. And away from my ass. Stay away away from from me. You know, be considerate enough 
to social distance and stay home and wear a mask. But see, that's the problem. They won't. People who aren't vaccinated are out in gym pop. They're out at restaurants and, you know, and hanging out at clubs. These yeah. NBA players who are unvaxxed, and the NBA is the most unvaccinated out of all the leagues. The NHL, the hot, the National Hockey League, is almost 100% vaccinated. That's the right-wing, more conservative-ish NHL. The NFL, um, which is also considered a more conservative league, is almost all, it's like more 90% or something vaccinated. It's the NBA that's owned by the more liberal um, you know, team owners that's got the most black people in it. It's the least vaccinated. I don't understand it. The the black the the anti-vax misinformation inside of black communities is out of control. It is. I agree. So I agree. We got to move on to our Kelly girl because we got to talk about this. Please. Let's let's go on to that. We just got to have time for Kelly Price. Let's do Kelly Price first. real Okay. Let's do Kelly Price first. Yeah, I got to do Kelly Price because I love that our friend Michael Harriet posted, you know, he he made uh, an interesting post. That, you know, with everybody talking about Gabby Petito, you know, God rest her soul. And I'm so sorry for her and her family and everything they're going through, her family and loved ones. Um, I don't mind that she got the attention that she she got. I know you don't either, but it just needs to be equal. And I I believe that. Um, But Michael Harriet was saying people out here saying that, you know, there's no need to focus on, you know, black people who go missing. And then Kelly Price has been missing for damn near two months. Right. Or, or no one's seen her. And no one's seen her. It's it, it's this big thing. And yeah. it was like they hurt. I don't know who filed the missing persons report, but that those things were filed. People were searching for her. And then all of a sudden she popped up on TMZ after many people because people were saying, oh, I talked to her. She's OK. I was one of the many who was like, that's not enough. I need to see her. This national tra- I need to see her for right. myself. Present yep. yourself. Because yep. I know she says she wanted her privacy at this time. Girl, I need the whole story. Because she yes. posted on her social media back in July that she had COVID, right? right. And then she went IG silent. Mm-hmm. And, and she's very all- prominent on social media. That's the thing to yes. know. That she, she's very prominent on her Facebook and her and her Instagram. Keep going. Yeah. So, so now, you know, she's shown herself. She says she's okay, but she's dealing with the uh, complications after COVID. I don't know whether or not she was vaccinated. Do you know? I don't know whether she was vaccinated, but you missing the whole other T, which is her sister, who I don't know if oh. she filed the missing persons point part. Her was the one who was, sister. Who was the most vocal about her being missing and saying that she didn't believe the lawyers who were saying Kelly Price was yes. fine. Her so we're lawyer all thinking, and her daughter was yes. saying she was fine. But the sister yes. is an estranged sister. That's Kelly what Kelly Price came forward said. and said, I don't even talk to this woman. And, and there were, con- there was concern. I don't know if it came from Kelly that this sister may have been trying to raise her profile. Not yeah. my words, people out there saying that by jumping on this, where's my sister thing, getting attention. But that caused concern for me because when I heard her sister say, yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen her. These people are not presenting the facts. I don't know. She's okay. I didn't know they were estranged. I so didn't I either. Concerned. And here's the thing is that the sister was saying they lost their mother not long ago. The only family left is the, are the sister and the daughter. And so we're you. I was on the same page with you. I'm like, it's her only sister. Then all the and her sister and her daughter have not seen her. I don't care what the boyfriend and the lawyer say. I need to hear from Kelly because we were all concerned. Yeah, there's this other there's this boyfriend involved. Then when she came out and said, not only am I alive, but I don't talk to that lady. And she yeah. said, we're estranged. It was quite, quite a turn, quite a development. Oh, it was it was crazy. It was just like the bizarrest thing. Yes. And I want to I just want to know the whole story. But Me I'm too. concerned because she's saying she's still recovering. And I hope it doesn't impact her lungs and her vocals and all of that, her, her livelihood, right? Well, long COVID, what we've heard about long COVID is that it does impact your lungs long-term for a lot of people. And she will be lucky if she comes out of, 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 you know, if she had a severe case of COVID, uh, fully able to use her instrument. So it'll be- I want to know if she was vaccinated. We got to find that out. I'm just curious about it. I mean, it's her Mm -hmm. business, but I want to know. If she was known. unvaccinated, then she probably got it a lot worse. That's what we found. What we've learned over the course of these last 18 months is right. that unvaccinated people get it much worse. They do. But vaccinated or unvaccinated, you can get it and you can still have long COVID, which I'm not happy about. 
But when you, at least when you are vaccinated and you get it, you are more likely, much more likely to, live, to recover. And also you know? you're much less likely to even end up in the hospital at all. Because I, yeah. I know we, there was just a, a recent case, a, a political reporter who talked about having COVID. He was vaccinated. And while he had a difficulty breathing and it was a terrible experience, he never actually even had to be hospitalized. So if you're vaccinated, your chances of being in the hospital are much less. That's why 95 right. some odd percent of the people in hospitals with COVID are unvaccinated. So if you're unvaccinated, right. you just naked to the virus. You're just walking around naked to the virus, letting it yeah. just do whatever. You know, you, you don't have any protection at all. But there are some people who have been vaccinated, got COVID and have been hospitalized. Like our There's friend some. Sophia Nelson. There are mm -hmm. some. But it's it, it like it, to your point, it's a smaller number. It, it's a smaller it can number. happen, but it's yeah. a much smaller number. OK, well, we're that glad Kelly Price is fine. Please tell her to come on on. Read this and read that. Yeah, she's and invited with the cousins. She is yeah. invited to explain the up. whole story. All right. Let's talk about the other Kelly, R. Kelly, because, <laughs> yo, let's talk about this for a second. Robert. <laughs> so he gets convicted on all counts of racketeering because of his many, many, many what decades of sexually exploiting young women, including Aliyah. Yeah. And sex trafficking. And sex trafficking. And whoever saw Surviving R. Kelly, you know he was locking them women up in his house, allegedly. Well, now he's been yeah. convicted. So maybe it's no, not he's allegedly. Convicted. <laughs> he's convicted come, now. Come for, come for us, R. Kelly. Come on, come for us. Uh, I mean, it's shocking what he got away with and the fact that people basically knew from the time he peed on that girl, the teenage girl, we all kind of knew that R. Kelly, there was something wrong, but he got away with it for so long. Here's what bothered me. And Aaliyah. Jackie Reed. And, and Aaliyah. Aaliyah. He was, was the glaring. Glaring. You know, if you wanted to say that wasn't him in the video peeing on that girl, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Uh, marrying, uh, dating, marrying Aaliyah. That to me was the red flag. That was the red flag. And people should have known what, what, so I was not surprised he was convicted because come on, open and shut case. What shocked me and disappointed me was how many people, brothers, came out and supported him. Chuck D, one of my idols from hip hop back in the day, public enemy. What in the hell, girl? Why are these brothers supporting R. Kelly? Girl, I mean, I Chuck D I mean came out and he used Ike Turner as an example and said Ike Turner went into prison and came out. Yeah, he came out and beat the hell out of Tina Turner. And use that as an example. That was his example? Yes. He said um, that Ike Turner went into prison and spent time in prison and then came out. It's like, yeah, he came out and beat the hell out of Tina. He needs to sit down. But Bill Cosby was the one that... Oh. I was like, why does this man still have any platform whatsoever? Any. Who, who cares? Who, is there no one that cares about this man? Somebody, Felicia Rashad, somebody... Who cares about him needs to say, sit down and shut the hell up. And can Jack do a Trump on him and take away his Twitter um, access? Shut it down. Shut him down. Bill Cosby is a convicted criminal. Why does he still have open access to Twitter? But, uh, why I, would, but, but listen, he is one of the luckiest people on the planet to be out of prison. Free. Like, shut up. Shut up. Him Don't and OJ. Do an OJ. Just both of them. Shut up. Y'all got up. away with a whole lot of shit that y'all should have never been able to survive. OJ, by the way, not only got away with it, but with black people cheering because we didn't know who he was till that eight part documentary came out and it reminds us how much he despised black people. And Hello. then a lot of black people had to go off of being like yeah. glad he got, you know, beat well, the man. Because a lot of black people didn't know. We right? didn't know. I didn't they know. They didn't know. They didn't, didn't know. know. Cause, Until cause that document had a black, his, his first wife was black. Yes. His children. Black. Yeah. You know what I mean? We didn't know what caused We just that knew shit. him as a football player and the black guy from Airplane. We had no yeah. idea how much in the 1960s when it was really critical that he could have been fighting for civil rights. He said, I'm not black. I'm OJ. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, girl. When I saw that, well, I was already done. But I, that was I did not know that 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 he said that. But he also, I heard, said very openly back during his playing days um, and beyond that, that he just did not like black women. He didn't want to date black mm. women. He just didn't. You know, after his first marriage, I, I don't yeah. know what happened. And by the way, situation. the story, the I'm not black, I'm OJ, which, of course, Jay-Z picked up in his song, the story of OJ. The actual quote is worse. It was that OJ was sitting in a restaurant with a, a, a table full of white men who started then throwing the N-word around and 
when he's asked, isn't this offensive to you? And he said, oh, I'm not an N-word, I'm OJ. So it was even worse than just... Uh, Take several seats. Take several seats. Well, we have a very special guest coming up for you guys in just a moment. So stay tuned. She is on the very celebrated show, The Morning Show on Apple TV. And she is bringing some much needed diversity to the reboot of Sex in the City. So we're going to have our guest in just a moment. We'll be right back. I got a nice little intro for this guest, you guys. To say Karen Pittman is enjoying a moment is an understatement. The actress who first got our attention for her roles on The Americans and Marvel's Luke Cage is now starring in several of TV's hottest and most anticipated series, including the Apple TV uh, original The Morning Show, which is back for season two right now and is amazing if you haven't watched it. She's also going to be part of the Sex in the City revival. And just like that, the one and only Karen Pittman joins us now. Hi, Karen. Hey, girl. Hey. Hi, girl. Hey. <laughs> we are, lo- I'm loving this hair. So cute. Gorgeous. We love the braids. I decided to go for it because, you know, why not? We're sisters. We're together. We're, yes. we're, we're, we have all the things. So I decided to do something impressive for my sisters today. You it's like a crown. It's, it's a it crown. Is True it glory. Is a crown indeed. Let's start with the morning show. Joanne, yeah. I don't know if you, because of the crazy schedule you have, if you had a chance to add another show to your schedule. But this one, if you, if for anyone who has not watched it, but particularly for us, this is about network morning news and the Business. behind the scenes. And it is so well done and so good. Karen, tell us about season two and what it's like being a part of this show. Well, it's awesome. Season two, my character, Mia Jordan, gets a re-up. She gets promoted to executive producer of a morning television news show. And you guys know that morning television news shows uh, are essentially where news television makes all of its money. And so her being in charge of a very lucrative piece of a network television um, network is huge. It's important. It's powerful. And um, we see her go through all the changes that an executive producer goes through, but we also see it through the lens of a woman, an African-American woman. She deals with race politics. She deals with gender politics. And of course, in the middle of season two, there's a big plot twist and she has to navigate her way through that and her news organization all the way through it. So it's really, it's really exciting. It's a, it's a great time. And I'm excited to be a part of the morning show. Super dramatic. Well, I, great writing. Uh, it's so can I, well can I ask you about the writer's room? Because I think that whenever, you know, we are, you know, in face front in these series, I'm always curious about how much diversity there is in the writing room so that your character has that authenticity. Are you able to weigh in? Like how much impact or how much um, interaction do you have in terms of the diversity of that writing room? Well, I I don't have any impact on it. That really is at the executive producer level, but they have made a commitment to ensuring that there are writers of color in that room. Uh, Jeff Augustine, who's a fantastic playwright. I knew him before I joined the morning show. Stacey Osei-Kufour, who is actually writing the screenplay to Blade right now for Mahershala Ali and for Marvel Comics. Ryan Chamberlain is also a writer and executive producer on the show. So, you know, I think that there is a good bit of influence that African-American writers have in the writer's room. And, and my character has absolutely benefited from their, uh, their incredible talent over the last two seasons, for sure. That's great. Okay, we've got to ask, who'd you model your, um, your character after? Who in the news business? What, what shows did you watch to like prep for this? <laughs> well, this was a really, this was an interesting season because she gets this executive producer job. And so I went over and I watched Michael Korn at, um, at Good Morning America when he was there in February of 2020 before all this stuff went down. Yeah. But I also got to say, um, I looked a lot at Robin Roberts. Mm. Um, I looked at Gail King, mm. you know, Robin specifically because she's, Teflon, you know, yeah, yeah. she is kind of um, an interesting figure in morning television news and that there could be some controversy around her presence there, but there's none. She's absolutely Teflon. She's a noble, um, well-trusted figure at Good Morning America and has been for years. And so I really look to her. Um, I look to Gail King because she's just so much of a truth teller. I mean, she tells you like yeah. it is. 
She does. Um, she really does in ways that other women can't do and they can't get away with. Um, I looked at the structure over it at uh, today because they do actually have a female executive producer and how she got to that, how she got to that job. And so, um, you know, I looked at you, Joanne Reed. I look at Jackie Reed. You know, when you're an actor, you're an observer and you constantly have to watch and see how people are managing how they make those steps up. And, you know, it's not easy for women of color to get anywhere, yeah. but especially black women to move up yeah. in the ranks. It's really hard. You know, you have, yes. to, you have to be chosen. Someone has to say, okay, yeah, give her a chance. And that doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, so often the person making that decision is not a person of color, right? The person who's doing never the choosing. And they, right. And so <laughs> you have to, it never is. It, never it's is. true though. I mean, that's unfortunately the reality, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's unfortunate. So it's okay. a reality in my job as an actor is a reality. Yes. It's, it's, it's yep. what we kind of cover as far as corporate America is concerned, but certainly in network news and network yeah, television. Sure. You don't get a re-up unless someone reaches down and pulls you up. But oftentimes, women of color will pull up everybody else. That's that's kind of how it goes. That's how we are. That's That's what we do. What's it like being part of Apple TV and one of the shows that really helped to really launch it? I mean, there are such great shows, such great programming over on Apple. What's it like? What's it feel like being over there, having worked in different networks and, and, you know, in time? You know, I've worked at a lot of different networks. You know, I worked at Paramount TV on Yellowstone. I worked in on Evil at CBS, you know, Netflix with Luke Cage. See, Apple is really trying to make a name for itself. Do you know? They consider themselves, you know, an elite um, uh, corporation here in America, the only trillion dollar corporation here right now. Uh, But they don't mind rolling dice. And they don't mind learning, right? They are mm-hmm. like, oh, we didn't go in the right direction in that way. Let's just go and quickly. Let's go in that direction. Let's go someplace different. And, and so it's really different. You know, it's a tech company. And um, I sometimes feel like the morning show is a bit of a, a product, you know, that they're sending out into the world. And so it's, a, it's definitely very different. I, I love working with Apple um, and all of the people behind the scenes. They're really do you fun. Get free app, do you get free Apple products? You and you knew that was going to be the next question is, can you hook, can you hook a cousin up? Now that you're family. <laughs> can they hook me up? to so many things. I don't know if you are, but we're subscribing to so many services, so many services. Listen, <laughs> I am waiting for the new Apple products to hit so I can go get a new phone, new <laughs> computer, new iPad. I'm, listen, you know, listen, I'm, I said season two, I said season two. Do I get an iPhone 13? Right. Yeah, come on. You should. No, I got a, I got a beautiful bottle of, of wine, but no, I don't. <laughs> That's it for now. Okay, we got to talk Sex and the City. Oh, we got to talk that. I was so happy to hear that you and Nicole Ari Parker are attached to <laughs> the ladies of Sex and the City. Tell us who you play and how we will see you, what your character will be doing on the show. I'm trying to give you guys any scoop I can. Because, I know you can't oh, talk. I interviewed Mario Canton recently and they are, y'all are so tight lipped about this show. I gotta be tight lipped. I'm so excited though. Her name is Dr. Naya Wallace. Um, she is a, oh God, what can I say? She is a brown skin, <laughs> a braided, beautiful black woman living in New York City. I mean, we have, What I'm excited about is that we've never seen a character like this Mm. on this particular show, telling a story about women and sisterhood and love. She's married um, to an, I'm working with an actor named Leroy McClain, could not be cuter. Um, (laughs) She's, um, you know, they're they're weaving our stories in and out of what the stories you guys already know on the show. She has a life. She's a character with her own mind. And I think she's very representative of the black woman you'll see walking around New York City, mm. you know, sophisticated, educated, worldly, uh, but with a big heart um, and, uh, you know, in love, in love with New York City. I, I, I just love this character. Um, Michael said that he was definitely interested in making this character a big part of the story. And, and he does that. And I'm so excited to share it with you. Oh, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see. Well, I got to ask you this question because th- we, you know, Jackie and I were talking about this the other day. We were talking specifically about Sex in the City, how there were all these incredible franchise programs that everybody Black watched, but that we weren't in, you know? I mean, we would watch these shows and sort of not even feel our, our lack of presence. Right. What is it, how does it feel for you to re- 
imagine this show a show that probably should have had us in it anyway because it's supposed to be about New York City. I mean, New York City is like 22% black. But, you know, so in your mind, just what does it feel like to sort of reimagine a classic epic show like that and add that black presence? Well, let me say that so many women of color have reached out to me on the IG and said, you know, it really matters to me, this show, and it matters that you're a part of it. And so coming into it, I really was kind of intimidated. I mean, it's kind of iconic. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is about the collaborative effort. So really, you're there trying to create a real woman. Um, you're trying to create a real person who has real relationships on the show that you're doing. You're trying to make her as human as possible. And by the way, she happens to be a black woman. Um, and so, um, you know, it's actually just about creating a real, real character and kind of pulling yourself away from the iconic status of of this story and these women and all of that um, and just going into the collaborative effort. Again, this is a writer's room with lots of women of color. Um, Nice. Kelly Goff is in there. I don't know if you know. Oh, we know Kelly. Yeah. Kelly Goff is in there. You know, we we kiki and we chit chat about um, her, her writing and her voice is, is integral to the development of my character. She has a lot to say about it. And so we talk a lot Uh, about where this character should go and how to stay away from tropes and how to fall into the right storytelling method for this character. And, you know, it's a real collaborative effort. I'm listen, I'm lucky. Very well, okay, yeah. okay, but we got to talk fashion because, you know, the other thing about Sex in the City is that it is a show about fashion. Yeah. What will your character be wearing? Who, is, who will you be wearing? Are you collaborating on designers to bring to the table? Is it going to be iconic? Please say it's going to be iconic. And what do you get to take home? What do you get to take home? Just stay on message now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't take any of these characters working on, but you'll see this hair is... This, yeah. This, this hair is reflective of who the character is. We're in the middle of filming. Um, she's very hip. She's wearing the hottest sneaks. She's wearing the hottest fashion. Um, she's not what you would think this, you know, professor would end up looking like and with braids and, and hip, you know, track suits. And there are a couple of pictures of her getting on the subway. I mean, the fashion is fantastic. Um, they're using a lot of... Um, uh, designers of color on this show. Uh, Molly is great at it. Danny are great at it. These are the costume designers for the show. Um, I mean, it's it's great. It's hip. It's cool. It's exciting. Love I it. love it. I love. It. And is Patricia Fields still working with? No, so Patricia does not work on the show. She's doing. He something does else. it. No. Oh. So there's all, there's brand new life. There's new oxygen. Okay. built into the costumes, into the storytelling, into the characters, okay. you know. Okay. But uh, Molly worked with Patricia for, for a very, very long time. And let me yeah. tell you, we're in great hands. She's fantastic. Oh, I'm sure. I I don't know how you all are going to keep the plot line secret because every other day there there's photographs on social media from fans stalking you guys every time you're shooting a scene that's outdoors. It's crazy. <laughs> it is the strangest shit ever to be walking <laughs> into the set that you're in. Like people be out there taking pictures. There's an odd, it is the weirdest <laughs> stop to be on your way to set. And to be like, hi, Dina, it's so weird. <laughs> I try very hard to stay away from it because it's very distracting. It's great. It's fun. But it's also like, what you doing here? It's six o'clock in the morning. I know. It's like it's like back in the day, what, what I would imagine it would it was like when back in the day when soap opera stars would arrive, you know, in the studios and people were, were standing out there or after a And applaud. As they yeah. 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 Okay, so it, and we cannot let you go, Karen, without talking about the tragic loss of Willie uh, uh, Garson um, on mm. the show. I don't know if you had a chance to work with him, um, but that was so sudden and sad. And I know it was a, such a tragic moment for the cast of this show. Yeah, I, I met Willie at the very uh, first table read for the show. I did not know <laughs> Willie very well, but I was obviously an admirer and uh, had great respect for his work. And yeah, what a tragic, I, I, you know, knew nothing about what was going on with him. Um, but what a tragic loss, an incredible, funny, charismatic actor. And yeah, I'm sending lots of love out to him and his family and his loved ones and his son. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, yeah, I know you can't say, but it'll be interesting to see how, because I know he was part of the production that was on that had already been happening. So it'd be interesting to see how they handle it 
on the show. I know um, that they will handle it respectfully and very well. And uh, yeah, he was well loved, well, well loved by the by the crew and cast of that show. Absolutely. So what else you got going on? I love I, I you know, we both do. We love you. We love all the work that you do. So are there any other projects? I know you have tons of things going on. I do. You know, I have can you talk about any of it? I can talk about it all. Um, <laughs> there's an incredible, interesting story arc that's upcoming in the morning show. You've got to watch episode four. I think you yeah. guys are really going to love it. And um, and uh, the arc of Mia this season really picks up later on in this. Obviously, I can't tell you anything about it, but it picks up in a very interesting way. Did an awesome, fun movie with Mark Duplass this past year. And um, I've done a movie called What We Do Next. And we're interested in how that's going to play itself out through the festival season in 2022. And, you know, there's just also I'm looking for ways to get on in, back into theater because Broadway is back here in New York. Yes, it is. it is. I'm so excited about that. But um, really, you know, raising my two kids, Lena and Jacob, and working on and just like that takes up a lot of my time. And I'm, I'm joyfully, joyfully moving forward, getting to the end of 2021. And so grateful to talk to both of you today. Oh. Well, so it's, it's great to talk to you as well, Karen. Thank you for taking the time to join us. And, yes. you know, next time, stop by. Tell us all the secrets you want to about and just like that. <laughs> and we, we won't tell anyone. It's just you and Jackie and me. And that might yes. and the other people. Just pretend like there's no audience. <laughs> it's no so hot. We're not even, yeah. It's just so hot. It's, it's so hot and sexy. You guys are gonna love it. Woo! <laughs> I can't wait. Karen, thank you so much. Thank you guys. Thanks for thank that. you. Okay. Great to see you. Bye. Bye. Well, that does it for this episode of Read This Read That. Joanne, what are you gonna do for you this weekend? I know sleep. your weekend starts right after the show. You said sleep. My, my weekend starts right after the show. I'm gonna come home. I'm gonna have a, 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 a beautiful glass of Moet, go to sleep, and I'm gonna sleep late. I'm gonna sleep. That's what I'm doing for me. What are you doing for you? Girl, I'm gonna continue my drive on to the to the A. I'm getting ready to go get some oh, wine. That's my weekend right. will start early too. So come yeah, on, I'm road trip. Halfway, gonna go get some wine and some vegan food from somewhere and come back and watch the readout. Well, by the way, let me just tell you before we go, Miss Jackie Reed, I just got a box last night that came that you will be very happy about. I ordered myself a big box of Bad Gyal Vegan, our favorite friend that we had on last season of Read This, Read That. So I'm going to be making, I'm gonna be like that commercial where it's like, where, um, where what's his name, where Lil Nas X. You know, and Elton John, oh, and like, what are they having? And he says, and you don't Okay, so what I'm going to be making this weekend, because I saw it and uh, on the Bad Gal Vegan, um, or I, I might have seen it on your website. I might have actually seen it on Vegan Sexy Cool. Was it on yours or was it on Bad Gal Vegan? Because I follow both of you. It's a pasta with that scrimp. Because you know, I don't like shrimp. I don't like I know, real but shrimp. The scrimp is good. But the scrimp, right. And so one of the things that, that I love of Bag Gal Vegan is because I can actually have shrimp. Everybody hates on me because I don't like shrimp, but I <laughs> will eat scrimp. <laughs> so I'm going to make this, and it's like a pesto scrimp Ooh. pasta. So when I make it, Miss Jackie, I'm going to get up maybe at like two o'clock in the afternoon tomorrow. And eventually I will make this. I'm going to send you a picture. So hopefully it'll send come out delicious. Send me a picture. I'm going to send you a picture. That's one of the yes. things I'm doing this weekend. I'm cooking and it looks so delicious on the, on the, you know, on the little Instagram. So hopefully I yeah. can reproduce this fabulous thing. I ordered the bad gal vegan sauce, like a pesto-y kind of delicious looking sauce. Oh, I have good. my pasta. I'm going to do a whole wheat pasta and I'm going to do my scrimp. So <laughs> I, might have to t- I might have to call you or text you to find out how to prepare it properly because I don't want to mess it up. So. I might be in touch to just get some tips, but girl, I'm gonna send you a picture because I'm gonna make my little scrum. I want to see it. I want to. I cannot wait. Yes, and I also bought some vegan bacon. So one of my breakfasts is gonna be some vegan bacon. So I'm trying. I'm doing. I'm getting there. I'm working my way. I will challenge you to go out and get some just egg in the refrigerated section. You know I'm an egg addict. Yes, and scramble it up. Okay. Like make, make, do what you would do to make a scrambled egg, you know, pour it in there, pour it in the skillet, cook it up, have you some scrambled eggs along with your bacon. 
I'm going to try it. I'm going to commit to trying the And make some egg. grits, too. Go on and make some grits. I'm going to go on and make some grits. Why the no, hell not? Girl. All right, girl. I'm going to do it. All right. That's what I'm going to do for me. Everybody, please, if you want to do what I'm doing, you can follow Vegan Sexy Cool on all the social media, especially on the Instagram because you get all the cute little pictures and everything like that. Yes. So you can be vegan and sexy and cool. Yes. That is and so And you can true. also and- follow... Insta- you can also follow us on Read This, Read That. Also, go yes, and follow this podcast. <laughs> yes, please. And subscribe. And, and like. And, and like. And share. And share. also, you guys, every Monday through Friday at 7 p.m., please turn to MSNBC and support our girl, Joanne Reed. Yes, she's always trending. But listen, add to that. Go on Twitter. Send out a hashtag. And tweet something nice Reed. about me because y'all be kicking my ass on Twitter. Send me something nice. Girl, you can only say something nice or we're going to call your parents. Or we're going to call your mama and daddy. Call your parents. All right, everybody. Have a great one. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.